This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Really curious, Jamie, who had a big party this weekend because uh, some folks in West Lubbock um, Saturday um, fell victim to some Mylar balloons that caused a power outage. I did not realize that Mylar balloons, you know, like the ones you get like for birthday parties and celebrations and things like that. Okay. So sometimes those things get loose, you know, in the backyard, you know, dad doesn't tie them down or you, you don't tie them on the wrist of the kid right and... You know, or the kid lets or, go. Or the kid lets go, right, or whatever. Uh, but but apparently, power was restored by 1230. But um, LPNL put out this uh, communique that said, a set of Mylar balloons floated into electrical lines and caused a large fire. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Mylar balloons are conductors and can cause immediate and major damage when coming in contact with live wires, as we saw this morning. It doesn't say... Uh, please secure them better to your kids' hands or do a better job of uh, securing them in your backyard. It just lets you know that that's what can happen. So maybe kind of a little bit further thought on that would be, hey, if you're going to have Mylar balloons, make sure they don't float away. Because I've been, I've been known, there have been times, I, you know, where I might have maybe once or twice attached a note to a Mylar balloon, you know, after a party and just, hey, if you find this, let me know where it is, where you find it. <laughs> You know, kind of like the, you know, throw the old ship in the bottle in the ocean, you know, mm-hmm. you know, My 25. My simple guess would be just to the east of you. <laughs> As a general direction of where it probably went. Right, right, right. Uh, we get this from our friend Darren, who is in uh, Buffalo, right? Uh, last week, Chuck, 10 days out was too much for your prognostication skills. How's my weather in Houston going to be tomorrow through Sunday? I don't know. I'm hoping for great weather while we are at the first robotics championship. Uh, Jamie, did Puxatani Chuck see his shadow? Uh, you know, I did see my shadow yesterday when I was out and about and in my backyard working, listening to Double T 97.3 and the fine dulcet tones of uh, Jamie Lint and Jeff Haxton. Calling the Red Raider baseball game. Oh, if the sun's out, I mean, there's a good chance you're going to see your yeah. shadow, So right? the sun, sun, it was a beautiful day yesterday. Weather in Houston for the next few days. Looking for a high of 77 today, low of 61 with clear sky. Tomorrow, slight chance of showers, then a chance of severe thunderstorms. Mm-hmm. Uh, about 20% chance for that with 80 for a high, 68 for a low under uh, a cloudy sky. Wednesday, more of the same. Cloudy, slight chance of storms, 80, 70, kind of a couple of days in Houston. That's your pinpoint weather forecast from Double T 97.3 prognosticator Jeff McGuire. National Weather Service. Yeah, right. You like that pinpoint weather? Love it. <laughs> pinpoint weather. Uh, this my son's 0-3-1 Little League team, which I coach, got their first win against an undefeated Astros team. Pure joy on those kids' faces. Awesome. That's great. That's that's terrific. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats to those little ones. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay, so um, we talked about Friday. We talked about Saturday a little bit. Um, you know, with, with regard to uh, Red Raider baseball, as they, they won uh, Saturday 9-5. to five. Um, From a, I mean, Kevin Bazell had a big weekend, didn't he? 
Yeah, I mean, a really, really big day on Saturday where he had hits in his first four at bats. Yeah, that was that was really nice to see, and uh, he just he just continues to Im- impress me. He's he's a gr- he's a grinder. Mm-hmm. Um, he's your best third baseman. He's your best catcher. Um, he's doing great great things at the plate. So, and he's been a terrific pickup for the Red Raiders. And and how about uh, Zach Bulatich and what what he's doing for this baseball team? He's 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 yeah, been he's doing, he's quite a hand, right? Yeah, he's you know, and it's good to see Zach, um, you know, get an opportunity, and you know, he's he's a versatile guy that can basically play anywhere on the field, probably minus pitcher and shortstop, uh, and but he's never really been given a starting role anywhere. He's not not earned it, and um, he's getting an opportunity with all the injuries that you're dealing with right right now, and. Mm-hmm. And he's come through. So um, it's a guy that's kind of waited his turn. And now that he's getting his chance, it's it's fun to see him get out there and perform. What about uh, some of those injuries and some of those guys? Are, what's the, are, are those still kind of long-term kind of projects for? Well, I mean, with, I mean, with Dylan Carter, just, you know, subtract another week off of the six to eight weeks. So okay. he's probably two or three weeks away. Mm-hmm. Um, Owen Washburn, I don't think we'll see him anytime soon. He had, uh, that's the one I was dis- wondering about. Dislocated elbow. So I, yeah. I, if he comes back, it'll be late in the season. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, you talked about, you know, maybe just a, kind of a uh, kind of day. Uh, 12 to 2 was the final. And it, I guess the big stat that just glares at you is. 0 for 9 with runners in scoring position. Hard to win ball games when you don't do that. Yeah, you got guys on base, and and it was you know, guys coming to the plate that were just all over the base pass in the first you know two or three innings where it was still a game, and um, and but you you just couldn't come up with the the big hit. And I mean Gavin Cash, who's been so amazing for you and had a great weekend still i mean he was the one that came up in two of those spots left a Mm -hmm. runner at second and the first left runners at second and third and the third um he wasn't the only one it it was a group effort but you just you couldn't get the big hit when you needed it and i mean you got to you got to find a way to drive them in i i I mean i thought their pitcher was was very meh and uh he just you know got the outs when he needed to and so you know he deserves credit for that. I, I just don't think the Red Raiders, and I, I would assume that Tim Tadlock was thinking the same thing, and that's why there was a long conversation after the game. But I just don't think they competed at the plate like we, you know, have come to expect. Um, somebody says we are really giving the Houston weather report. We're just you know trying to be helpful, trying to be trying to be helpful. Again, we were asked for one. We asked. Yeah, we're I, just trying to be helpful. That's not a daily thing. Uh, some, somebody we don't says care about this. the weather in North Dakota. Uh huh. Somebody said this. I thought Gavin Cash was the meteorologist. You gave him that nickname. Is that what I heard yesterday? Jeff Jeff actually gave him the nickname, but I I said that he should be one because he always seems to find the wind. Um, dude has plenty of power and pop in his bat and all that, but you know, on Thursday night the wind's blowing out to left field big time, and he hit two balls up into the wind that got taken out. Mm-hmm. I don't know that either one of them would have been gone if um. The wind's not blowing at a high clip to left field. S- Saturday and Sunday, the wind's blowing out to right field. He hit a pop fly to right that the wind took out. And so I said that, the, you know, the guy's just able to find the wind. He, he's able to read the weather. And so that's when Jeff gave him that nickname. The meteorologist. Yeah. Okay. Now that sounds like something that might stick. 
Yeah, I don't know. How do you think Coach Tadlock is on nicknames and stuff like that? I don't think he's real big on that. (laughs) (laughs) I like the addition of uh, uh, attack the ATM again. I think after your cash, you had a second home run. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, money in the bank. Yeah, all that sure. kind of stuff, right? That's yeah, you know, you gotta almost expect that with a nickname or sure, with the last right. name of cash. Cash, right? Cash money. You know, uh, somebody says this. Please talk about the timing calls. The batters seemed so unaware of what they did. Did you? Was that your observation? Yeah, um, it's just frustrating. Uh, so you know, we there's a pitch clock now. Everybody understands that, and part of it is. You know, in order for the pitcher to have his time and and not run too long, it's the hitter's job to be in the box and basically make eye contact, be looking at the pitcher mm-hmm. um, with at least 10 seconds remaining. Okay? okay? So the pitcher can get set and go into his wind and do all the above. Okay? That's the hitter's job. Uh, according to Coach Tadlock in his pregame interview with Jeff on Saturday, um, Gage Harrelson was called out because Gage got in the box, did all the above, but looked down and tapped the plate. And he didn't keep his eyes on the pitcher. And so that resets things, and you got to – Intense situation late in the game. Harrelson had fouled off five pitches, three-two count. I mean, he's battling, he's battling, battling the you know close game intensity, all of that, all that you want in the sport. And he's called out for not staring at the pitcher. It's I just don't understand the thinking of the people that are making these rules. I just don't understand. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. A Morning Drive, time for this day in sports history. Today is April the 17th, 2023. If you woke up in a panic this morning thinking that your taxes were due today, you get a break, not until tomorrow, even though the 15th was over the weekend, okay? Good news. Yeah, so there you go. So you got another day to put a stamp on it and put that check in the mail. Here's Jeff McGuire. Who did his taxes in February. Okay. Just in case everybody was wondering. Get it done. Now I don't have to worry about it. Good job. I'd, I'd forget otherwise. 1869 is where we will start off today. Goodness. Because the very first professional baseball game took place. Cincinnati Reds beat the Cincinnati Amateurs 25, 24 to 15. Mm-hmm. Pitcher Pro team playing an amateur team. Well... You were limited a number of proteins at that point. <laughs> yes. 1892. So almost 25 years later, mm-hmm. the very first Sunday night baseball game took place. Mm. Reds beat the Cardinals 5-1. to one. Huh. 1916, the 20th Boston Marathon is won by Arthur Roth with a time of 2 hours, 27 minutes, 16 seconds, point four. 16.4 seconds, excuse me. When you're running a marathon and you're worried about the 0.4 seconds, man, you're, you're, you're a real pro. <laughs> sure. Uh, anybody who runs a marathon to me is a real pro. No, no so. doubt. I'm right there with you. Uh, 1934, Fenway Park in Boston reopens after a major renovation, including a hand-operated electronic scoreboard. Mm-hmm. 
Didn't help the Red Sox, though, who lost to the Washington Senators 6-5. to I still think their manual one is pretty awesome. Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to go through that. That'd be pretty cool. You've seen that rats. on TV. Huh? Look out for the rats. Yeah, right, and all that stuff. I've heard they're large. Just as an FYI, today is the Boston Marathon. Mm. Uh, I'm not talking about Manny Ramirez. Right, different rat. No. Uh, <laughs> earlier this weekend was Jackie Robinson Day. Mm-hmm. Well, today, in 1947, Jackie Robinson bunts for his very first Major League hit. Oh, that's cool. 1953, Mickey Mantle hits a 565-foot blast in Washington, D.C.'s Griffin Stadium. I don't think at 565 feet it stayed in Griffin Stadium, but that's just a guess. Probably got marked on the asphalt somewhere out there in the parking lot. That would be my guess at 565 feet. 1968, the A's first game in Oakland Alameda Stadium. They lose to the Baltimore Orioles 4-1. to one. I wonder if they were calling it a dump then, too. 1976. National League's greatest comeback. Trailing 12-1, to one, Philadelphia Phillies beat the Chicago Cubs 18-16 to 16 in 10 innings at Wrigley Field. Mike Schmidt hits four consecutive homers in this game. It's a good day. How about that? I seem to remember that game. If you'd asked me who they were playing, I would have told you the Cubs. 1983, Nolan strikes out his 3,500th batter. 1987. Does it say who it was? It doesn't. 1987, Julius Irving becomes the third NBA and ABA player to score 30,000 points. And on this day in 1999, NFL Draft. The first pick from the University of Kentucky, quarterback Tim Couch. Picked by the Cleveland Browns. Go Browns. It is National Cheese Ball Day. Mm, Not really a fan of this cheese ball. I'll pass. Happy birthday to Jennifer Gardner, who's 51. <laughs> yeah, I would, have, I would have thought you would have loved the cheese ball, Chuck. No. I'm like the, kind of a cheesy guy from time to time, but not the uh, not the cheese ball per se. I like I like the little I like the little Cheetos. I like the little cheese balls that come in the big plastic, you know, container. Okay. Cheese puffs. Cheese puffs, yeah. Yeah, I think that's different than a cheese ball. Oh, it is, right. That's yeah. that's as close yeah, to a cheese. Yeah, the cheese ball is like cheese, a a ball of cheese with like bacon and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it. no, I, I'm completely out. Uh, Victoria Beckham is 49. Sean Bean, 64. And Boomer Esiason is 62 today. Hmm. Now, quick. Think of an American muscle car. Okay. Pick one. El Camino. I wouldn't consider an El Camino a muscle car. But okay. 1964, this day in history, the Ford Mustang is officially unveiled by the by Henry Ford II at the World's Fair in Flourishing Meadows, New York. The same day, the new car also debuted in Ford showrooms across America, and almost 22,000 Mustangs were immediately snapped up by the buyers. It was named after the World War II fighter plane, the Mustang, which was one of the first vehicles that became known as a pony car. Ford sold more than 400,000 Mustangs within its first year of production. 
far exceeding sale expectations. And then six years later, Splashdown, Apollo 13. Oh, how about that? That is this day in sports history. On this day? On this day. On this day, I was in the fourth grade in Mrs. Kroger's class. Or no, Mrs. Maybe it was fifth grade. Fifth grade? Yes. I wasn't there, Chuck. I got to rely on your memory here. 71. Yeah, maybe it was. A, all I remember is we got to watch it in that scene in Apollo 13 where they show Lovell's kid uh, watching it on the on the wheeled in TV. That that was our that was our class, you know. And I remember Walter Cronkite saying, "The time for Apollo 13 to splash down has come and gone." And then and then all of a sudden you saw the parachutes and they landed and there they were climbing out of the climbing out of the deal. Nice. Yeah. Must have been Mrs. Uh, I mean Mrs. Kroger's class because she was, I think, pretty cool about being able to do that. Um, being, you know, she allowing us to to watch some of those things. Uh, no, I can tell you who Nolan Ryan's three thousandth strikeout was. It was also Bob Gibson's. So there's some good bar trivia for you. None other than the former Cincinnati Red Cesar Geronimo. How about that? It's interesting. Uh, Shelly, uh, El Camino, I love them, but that's muscle to Chuck. Tell me more. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, he asked me to name a car. That's the first one that came to my, what, what had Monte Carlo been better? Well, a lot closer. I yeah. went more along line. I, I was looking for Camaro, Firebird, okay. Mustang. Okay. It, not the true sports cars like the Corvette. Yeah. Uh, or Ferrari or Porsche along those yeah. lines, but the, the muscle, the, the Charger. Would be a good muscle Charger. car. Charger. Okay, there you go. Although I consider the new one more of a sedan than a muscle car. But yeah, the 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 Charger that used to sit like in the end zone of San Diego Charger games. That would be a muscle car. That was that was that was that was it. Right. Big engine, real real drive. Yeah. Very loud. Very fun. I didn't know they had one that did that. I know they had a car that was sitting near their end zone. Oh yeah, that's what the the Charger the the Dodge Charger was a sponsor of the Chargers. Makes sense. And it would, you know, sit there in the corner of the end zone when they were playing there in, in, uh, you know, in San Diego. Uh, the so I'm coming up short on his three thousand five hundred strikeout. I can tell you that um, three thousand five hundred nine gave him just past Walter Johnson. He passed Walter Johnson with three thousand five hundred and nine. But anyway. And he did that pitching for the Astros wearing those sweet, you know, rainbow colored uniforms. <laughs> always liked, always liked those. Mm-hmm. Um, 6.53 this morning here on the morning drive. Take your thoughts, comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. All right, we need to get to this and we will uh, even a little bit more, but uh, than just this one test. Can't believe Jason Tyson is considering the portal. That's really disappointing for this new staff. Is it? Got to hold on to your young talent. Christoph, Jalen. Jalen Tyson. What did I say, Jason? Yes. I'm sorry, uh, Jalen Tyson. Uh, anyway, uh, the bottom line is, it's just from what it, it sounds to me like, basically it was, feels like it was told to go find another team or pointed in that direction or encouraged to. You know, I guess it, if you take the report as truth and i don't know whether to do that or not sure that it came after conversations um 
it does lead you in that direction um, to think that. Well, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I just think it could go either way. I think it could go either way. I, I'll tell you, I don't think it's a good thing. Um, I know it's a new coach and he's got a different system, but I feel like good coaches can mold players a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you can completely change their game, but you'd like to think players, a good coach can get players to buy into his system and his style. I don't think Jalen Tyson was a terrible, terrible defender. And so I think he's a talented offensive player, and you need some of those. So I don't think this is a good thing for Texas Tech in any way. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Topic of muscle cars uh, from this day in sports history. So if, uh, if you ever drove one and you want to share with us uh, which one that you drove, um, uh, Randy says this, the Chevelle SS or the El Camino SS for him. Yeah, okay. Somebody said a Challenger. Uh, Shelly said that... Uh, Chevelle would have been good. So, um, somebody also says with regard to Apollo 13 splashing down today, I wonder if that's why Elon Musk is launching their new rocket that will go to Mars today. I think that thing's been in the queue for some time. Some these these launch windows, I would guess, kind of stay the same from year to year. Probably I think, so. I think Mars is every other year. But I mean, for the, when it for when it lines up. But you know what I'm saying, though, like the launch window, like you know. You'll see, you'll see in history various rockets being launched at about the, around the same time, whether it was Apollo or Gemini or Gemini, yeah. depending on how you want to if pronounce it. If I was it. NASA, though, I would make a point to avoid the month of February. <clears throat> right. Or Let's just wait. Or late January. The, the, the very beginning of February. <laughs> let's just wait. Right. That's not good things around that time. Right. Uh, we get a couple things here uh, with regard to Jalen Tyson. Uh, could Tyson just be trying to squeeze a bigger deal? Uh, that's, I mean, I think that's possible. Sure. Uh, this, in terms of Jalen Tyson, I saw a guy that constantly complained to referees, would pout when he didn't play good, and would constantly post his personal highlights after terrible losses. Any more, always more me than team. <sighs> it, it, I um I don't know what to say about I, that. Well, I can't say anything about the posting of highlights. I yeah. didn't pay attention to that. Um, nah, I mean, I mean, I, I'm not going to say that I didn't see him argue with, you know, officials at times. But I, I don't. I'm also going to say I don't. I think that you see that with a lot of players. Sure. Yeah. Sure. It never bothered me. I never thought it was over the top. Right. Uh, we get this word from insiders is Tyson was a cancer on the team, not team first. Okay. I don't I don't know which insiders you're talking to or how fair or unfair that is. I have no no clue. Yeah. No clue. Um, we get this Tyson only did, played That strong. didn't look that way on the court. Yeah. It did not look that way on the court. It didn't look like he didn't get along with the guys. It it looked to me like Daniel Bacho <clears> didn't <throat> get along with the guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it didn't look that way with Jalen Tyson to me. You know, so the guys that went to Coach McCaslin's press conference, Bacho gone, Tyson gone. Uh, Davion Harmon said, well, I couldn't go. I was getting my wisdom teeth pulled, gone. Um, so I guess it's not really what it's cracked up to be going to the press conference, right? 
I don't know. I mean, yeah. You shook a lot of hands there. I bet it was all it yeah, was cracked up not, to be for you. Not as many as not as many as normal. Okay. Uh, somebody says this. It's concerning that Coach McCaslin has just taught to him. Now we don't know what this specific schedule is with regard to how many times he taught to Jalen Tyson or when he last taught to him or what the what those meetings transpires. Didn't we just have issues with the prior coach about connecting with players? I don't like the sound of that. I don't. I don't know how fair or unfair that is. There. I, I just. I don't know. Was this Jalen Tyson that made this move, or was this Texas Tech that made the move? And that. I don't know. He's a talented player. Okay, a talented young player. Again, when we went to the off season, what did what did we say? If there's two guys we want to keep. It's Pop Isaacs yeah. and it's Jalen Tyson, mm-hmm. right? And I just I hate that you're you're losing one of those guys that felt like a guy that you know could be a key player for you over the next couple of seasons. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, maybe you're going to bring in more talented players that just will all forget about Jalen Tyson in a heartbeat. Maybe that's the case. I don't know, but it seems like that's going to be difficult to do. Well, yes. Uh, Tyler Perry is still out there. Um, I realize it's a different position, but, um, you know, he is uh, still in discussions with teams. He he went to Arkansas uh, most recently, um, and, uh, you know, he worked out with them, and he was asked uh, by uh, some Arkansas media about how things went, and uh, he said... Uh, he, he and the coach, Arkansas coaching, coaching staff mutually agreed he would work well as a hog. He said, uh, they want me to come and be me. Of course, I have to earn it, but they are in need of a point guard who can come in and make a difference and stretch the floor, and they think I can. Um, he took pictures in a hog uniform and then tweeted them out, but he also said, hashtag not committed. He was committed enough to put on the uniform and tweet out pictures, but he's not committed yet to them. Just kids make sure being kids. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I think I'm getting better at handling that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I wondered if your head was going to spin. He's considering uh, Alabama, Florida, Baylor, Louisville, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, and Ole Miss. He's also been contacted by Tennessee, Oklahoma, Creighton, Minnesota, Stanford, and Wake Forest, among others. He was the Conference uh, USA Player of the Year and earned NIT Most Outstanding Player Honors after leading UNT to the NIT championship. Okay, so he played all 36 games, averaged 17, 3.4 rebounds, couple of assists. He'd be great to have. And sure. you would you would love to think that if he enjoyed playing for Coach McCaslin that he would come here. But that may be unfair to say that as well. I mean, if he feels like there's better opportunities elsewhere, I'm not sure. going to I'm not going to blame that on Coach McCaslin. No, no, no. No, you're 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 not wrong about that. Um the uh, somebody had speculated about him going to West Virginia. West Virginia, I'm I'm kind of surprised you weren't involved in this because this kid was a Syracuse transfer. Maybe you thought you could kind of help us land him here in Lubbock. I don't know if there was a desire to land him here, but Jesse Edwards, the former Syracuse center. Yeah, I think I would have I would have been disappointed if there wasn't. I mean, I think the dude averaged a double-double. Yeah, if there wasn't the desire. Right. 14.5 points, 10.3 rebounds. You're exactly right. He's 6'11". Yeah, I mean, that's a big that you definitely Mm could have used. So I would have felt like we were falling down on the job if we didn't have the desire to add him to the mix. Yeah. 
Uh, he's played. Uh, he's got one year of eligibility left. He picked uh, West Virginia over Kansas, Gonzaga, Virginia Tech, Texas Tech, Michigan, and others. Man, you should have been over there to extend the right hand of fellowship as a mm-hmm. fellow Syracuse fan. Yeah. Well, maybe you wanted to hide that just a little bit, going, "Hey, you know, I'm a Red Raider, but I'm well, also." If he was such a Syracuse fan, and that meant that much to him, you would have thought he probably wasn't going to leave. There. <laughs> he's going to stay there, right? <laughs> <laughs> Man, maybe we need football transfer Steve Linton to help. Us. There you go. Right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe he yeah. said, "Hey, man, the weather's pretty good here, and you know they take care of me really well, and I'm having a good time." Uh, this. It's okay to say Coach McCaslin has gotten off to a slow start. doesn't mean that we'll define him, but he's not doing well. I don't know. I don't know. Um, doesn't feel like it's a fast start. What's been positive so far? <laughs> and this may be one of those situations where you have to take a step or two backwards to yeah. ultimately go forward. But there's not been a lot that's been positive. No, I mean, you brought two coaches with you. You brought... Um, you know, a strength and conditioning coach with you um, and have yet to name an associate head coach. And, you know, we're in the thick of things as far as the portal is concerned in terms of trying to get guys here. And this doesn't appear that we are. It doesn't. Doesn't. Somebody says this. Robert Jennings did the same thing with a Virginia uniform. It ended up at Tech, so it doesn't mean mm-hmm. anything necessarily. No, I understand that. And look, if I were... If I were recruiting kids and and I said, hey, why don't we just try on the old uniform and see how you look at it? Take some pictures. And the kids want to do it. The kids want to do it, right. They've got, they yeah. got something to post on yeah. the social. Yeah, right. I said with regard to Davion Harmon, he wasn't at the press conference, but he said he wasn't there because he had his wisdom teeth pulled, implying that if he had, had not had his wisdom teeth pulled, he would have been there. Also, I think anybody that thinks that Davion Harmon's going to get drafted in the NBA is just not looking at today's NBA. I mean, I just, I just, I just don't see. And when there's only two rounds, there's only what sixty-four picks or something like that. It's just, it's hard to believe that he would get drafted. I mean, can he be a nice player in Europe? Yep. Can he make a lot of money there? Yep. Could he go play in the G League? Probably. <clears throat> you know, I, I, and I don't. I do think it. I think it's easy to say, well, if he hadn't been in the NIT, we'd be further along. But I, I, I don't. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's a fair shot or not. It's easy to. It's easy to have that, you know, you know, backseat driver kind of thought. But then the other thing is, is that the NIT also it doesn't I think guarantee helped. you would have had any more success yes, than you've had right, at this point. Right. Right. Yeah. And who knows? There may be having a lot more success. Then we realize that it has yet to come to fruition, but you'd, yep. sh- you'd sure like you'd sure True. like to see some. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T ninety seven three is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. We'll have Red Raider baseball with Tim Tadlock tonight at six. We we'll have the high school fan zone tonight at six on one hundred point seven. The score. Coaches from Estacado, Coronado, Monterey, all will visit today. We'll have uh, Rangers and the Royals tonight from Kansas City at 7. Astros and the Blue Jays uh, tonight from uh, Houston. Uh, Astros uh, took it on the chin this weekend. The Rangers have the leg up on the battle for the boot. 
They won two of three over the weekend. So how about that? Yeah, it's a good step in the right direction. I don't, I don't know that I'd order World Series tickets no, yet. No, not yet, but I mean... It's good to see the Rangers more competitive against the Astros. Yeah, I'll get some thoughts on Saturday's game because Bruce Bochy got, got thrown out of the ball game just for chirping from the bench. All right, your question of the day, sir. All right, my question for you, and this is across all sports. Hmm. In the transfer portal era, mm-hmm. who's been the guy that has left the Red Raiders that's been the most disappointing through the portal? Oh. I, I, to me, I think it's hands down Kevin McCuller. I mean, I just feel like a guy tarnished his legacy here. I mean, didn't tarnish it, stained it, you know, just threw it away. And um, he has no legacy. And he, he has no legacy. And he, he would have been revered, welcomed back at 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80. And, and now all he's going to be remembered for is one stupid season in Lawrence, Kansas. Jeff? Hard for that not to be the right answer. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm so upset with one of them, though, that I have forgotten his name. <laughs> Because of where he went from the Red Raider baseball team. Micah Dallas. Again, I have forgotten his... That is how upset with him I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's number one on my list. Um, but Just the, the thing with both of those guys... Is who they went to. Uh, it's not for me. For both of those guys, it felt like they were just all in as Red Raiders. Yeah, right. And um, mm-hmm. clearly that was not the case. Um, left for different reasons, um, but you know, I guess it's in today's era of college sports. It's you know, it's somewhat typical. I guess you know, I, it just was. There's more movement, obviously, in college basketball than college baseball, and it was shocking when. It, it, but it does factor in what Jeff said, where they went. It didn't bother me that Michael went to A and M just because. Uh, out of sight, out of mind. As far as I'm concerned, we don't play A and M very often. What, what, if A and M were still in the Big Twelve, Kevin, would it have hurt you? Would it have upset you more? Probably so. Oh, Kevin McCuller going to Kansas when their basketball program and all the fans here at Texas Tech know how much we hate Kansas men's basketball. And if Kevin's bought in as a Red Raider, you know he hated Kansas men's basketball. And then he says, "Oh, I'm going to go join them." That's mm-hmm. just. That's just hard to take. You know? Sure. So that one, I think because of where he went, that one might be the, the true best answer. <clears throat> um, boy, Micah Dallas could have really helped you a season ago. No doubt. And um, McCullough could have helped you a season ago this past season. Yeah, no, no doubt. No doubt. But, I mean, kind of makes you wonder, okay, so if, if McCullough had stayed and, you know, would you have won a few more ball games and made it to the tournament? And who is your answer for football? You know, somebody brings up Baker Mayfield off the Yates Horn Center chat line. It's really uh, not Baker. transfer portal era. Yeah, and, yeah. But it, it was right before it. Mm-hmm. I'd also say that if Baker had <laughs> stayed, if he would have played, that means you wouldn't have had Pat. And I think we would rather have Pat mm. than Baker. I don't think we would have not had Pat. But like, if if he had stayed so that he would be the starting quarterback, which is what the 
the part of the issue was. Of course, change the course of time. Like if if Pat never got the shot to, yeah. to beat him out because he was the incumbent and mm-hmm. all that. Pat, um, Pat might have stuck with baseball. He might be pitching for the Rangers. He might. No. <laughs> he might. Just never. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or he uh, may have gotten out as a Red Raider baseball pitcher. Is there a football guy that jumps out to you? Not really. I mean, I'm, just, I'm trying to. Donovan Smith jumps out to okay. me. Okay, I'm disappointed just, by that. Yeah, you know, this the. Yeah, I'm a local guy who seemed like he loved playing here, and mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I get that there were issues with his game. I'm not not here to tell you that I thought he was going to be the number one pick in the NFL draft or anything like that. Just you know, the fact that he was a somewhat local kid. I know he only played here in town for one year, but seemed like he enjoyed being here and. And yeah, seemed like a good teammate and all mm-hmm. that good stuff. Right. So I, I hated that it, it ultimately didn't work out. Ultimately, what's best for the football team is the right move to make. And so, you know, I'm not mad at anybody for it. Just wish it would have worked out. I'm just trying to think if there was a receiver. Or... Well, there was one that went to Houston a few years ago that I'm drawing a blank on. Yeah, but he didn't really do anything. A couple and, of them. Yeah, but it was looking like he were going to do something here and then mm-hmm. left. Yes, right. Yeah. I just, you know, I can't really think of a quote difference maker like I think a, you're thinking of Keyshawn Carter yes yeah that's exactly dis- what I'm thinking yeah about. I was disappointed by that yeah I'm, I'm with you See, on that's that. why Jamie's here to help me remember names there's a there's <laughs> there's a whole big long list of things why Jamie's here what about um didn't we lose one to a freshman who went to Washington Polk maybe what was his name yeah Jalen Polk Jalen Polk yeah well, is that I right I think you're right I think he was a Lufkin kid that had a really good freshman season that left. Is that is that the right name? I'm going to Google. You're the guy who's right over there on napkins in the crowd. I, oh, I know, I know, that I, know, at some I, know. Point. I He did, you're right. I mean, he did go to Jay Lynn, J-A-L-Y-N-N, Polk, who was a wide receiver uh, from Lufkin. Uh, he went to uh, Washington from Texas Tech. Yeah, okay. you're, you're correct about that. All right. You're correct about that. Women's um, basketball have any? I mean, they've had so many transfers. They've had so many transfers. I'll tell you, Arella Garantis. Yeah, that's the one. That, is, but, but again, really before the transfer portal era. She was before the transfer portal, but, and, she, and she she left solely because of just distance between here and her home. I think she went to St. John's. Or, um, you know, I, I you know. Was it farther away when she committed or closer when she committed? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> you know, sometimes they get, they get here and, you know, Chaprice Dean was a was a disappointment, but that's before the transfer portal, too. Um, you know, I think there's there were some you're just kind of like, OK, well, there have just been so many. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, a transfer portal, too, that came here. Um, but again, it was really before the quote portal era was right before it would be Vivian Gray and, and Bryn Gerlich. Those were two good transfers coming in. Um, you've had plenty of good ones coming in, you know, coming in. And then I feel like you've won in the transfer portal era. I think you've won. I mean, just I think overall athletic better. No, I think, yeah, across the board, mm-hmm. I think you have, you have gotten better in than you have lost. Okay. Would you disagree? No, I think I think you're right. I mean, I think just as I think about it, just those that have come in to contribute versus those that have left. You know, people bring up um, Alan Bowman, but we certainly understood that. Um, 
and Jared Stenham, and that was again before uh, Rutgers was where Arella um, Garantes went. Thank you. Okay. But still, it's in that area. Yeah. Yeah. No but doubt. again, that was before the transfer portal and before all the challenges with, with hoops. Um, yeah, I think you have. I think you're, I think you're right. I think you've won more than you've lost there. I think so. Yeah, I think you've done. You've done. Tech baseball, you definitely have. Okay. I mean, just in pure Gavin Cash or Kevin Bazell. <laughs> sure, those two this year. Yeah. yeah. Man, just think if you didn't have those two guys this year. Nolan what? Hester. Let's not think like that. Nolan Hester. Okay. I mean, and you're a different team without those three. Does Jeff Haxton count coming in from the transfer portal? <laughs> <laughs> kind of, right? I don't think so. Okay. Oh, you don't think so? Okay. No. Uh, this uh, I agree net net we are up in the portal era okay yeah uh, somebody says this pitcher that came to tech from Arkansas Bryce Bonin and Easton Morrell who was in the booth with us on Saturday which was cool to see Easton yeah both those guys were great additions this is the morning drive podcast from double T 97.3 presented by Cantex roofing and construction you could old morning drive with Jamie Litt and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. One hour left in this extravaganza. It's gone by quickly here this morning. We come to you from the first United bank studio. Look forward to hearing from you on the Yates flooring center chat line. Also the visual edge it hotline. That number is 806-771-0973. I'm going to read these texts in order, Jamie. Uh, if we're talking legit, annoying fan behavior, what about that alcohol induced sooner fan that was causing people to leave? Did you see him over the weekend? Oh goodness. He was sitting in front of us. It was about six or eight. Um, like frat boys. With their get up on. Okay, with their get up on. With their collars turned they up. They were wearing out their own team. Were they? <laughs> yes. He was obnoxious. He was obnoxious. There was one that was particularly loud. Uh, this, I went to Friday and Saturday's Tech softball games this weekend. Tech softball hits the ball well. I was not in favor of Snyder hiring, but Coach Snyder managed well. He used his entire roster and almost won the series against Baylor. He's not afraid of making changes in the lineup, need to recruit and develop pitchers. Okay. Yeah, so they've already set their single-season record for home runs in a season. A powerful lineup he's putting together. Yeah, they had some – I saw some got, highlights last got, night. Got a win against Baylor, who's mm-hmm. the only team in the country to beat Oklahoma this year. So, and, I, I mean, came close to winning the series. Definitely making making progress there at Rocky Johnson Field. I don't think there's any question. Uh, they hit a, a misplayed ball in the outfield, or they might have won the game yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, this from Bobby Hot Dogs. Chuck backpedaled faster than Ferdy Adobe when Jamie turned the tables on his take of the nine-year-old. Uh, speaking of hot dogs, me and the young feed on Boy Wonder and their daddy went to see the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile yesterday. <laughs> I mean, there is just nothing that can put a smile on your face. Uh, even at my age, like the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Really? Oh, I love it. I love the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. I mean, there's nothing. We, well, I mean, there's. I mean, there, I guess there's a lot of. I mean, there's a lot of things that could. But I mean, but I mean, it was. It was. I mean, we kind of pulled up because we went to the wrong store, went to the wrong United, and then went to the right United. And I'm and, and the young phenom's like, I'll keep a sharp eye out for it, Big Paw. And I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll be able to see it. Couldn't and there have was, been that hard. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 
kind of sticks out a little bit. <laughs> kind of sticks out a little bit. Literally. Literally. <laughs> and 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 this one had a sky deck. Uh, was we were able to uh, to go inside it, which was what? which was particularly exciting. We had not been able to do that before, and so we, me and me and him had gone the last time it was in town, and so yeah, we we went inside, got to see it, and and uh, the boys got a Oscar Mayer Wiener whistle that they're not allowed to use in the house. I would have I would have been fine with it, but you know, their dad was he was and he was he's probably right. He's probably right. That probably wouldn't go over well in the house, but yeah, so. We uh we got our got our picture made with the Oscar Mayer Wiener mobile, and of awesome. course of course the youngest one he wanted a snack after that and he's like, what do you want the three year old he's like I want a hot dog he's like well you don't like hot dogs, <laughs> but want to put him in the mood for one you put him in see that was the whole purpose of the Oscar Mayer Wiener mobile was probably to sell and the the guy that was driving the Oscar Mayer Wiener mobile he and his he and his uh, female partner I mean the young guy young kids probably college age kids. Um, you know, what a, what a great way to kind of travel the country. Right. And he was perfect for it. He was like, you know, he, he handed out stickers and handed out whistles and he was, he was quite, quite hospitable and she was too. So that was, that was good. That was fun. You mean they weren't rude to you and your, and the grandkids? No, but I mean, no, but you could be sour. I mean, you could be like, uh, Hey, here's us where we, you know, I mean, they had a, had this, they had the proper. So they were doing their job. <laughs> what doing, you're saying? They were doing, but I mean, they looked like they were happy to be there. Okay, that's good. They looked like they were happy to be there. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. This from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Josh Young played awesome on Sunday night last night. Played lights out at third base. Uh, you you said he looks like he's starting to look more comfortable at the plate and not chase pitches out of the zone. I'm hoping he really starts to yeah, put it together. His walk numbers are, are way up compared mm-hmm. to what he was doing last year, and and just he's getting himself into counts where he's not he's not chasing breaking balls out of the zone. Yeah. And, and, he, and last year that was an issue, and um, last night had a big hit and that and that six run seventh and and that and that count he was down one two and. And watched a couple of them down, and and finally, you know, found a found one that he could handle and got a hit, and that loaded the bases with nobody out, and then the grand slam came shortly after. And his glove over at the hot corner looking is looking pretty good. His he, arm going to first base looking pretty good too. He can pick it, man. He he can. You remember that there was like draft people that were like. Don't know that he can play third at the le- next level. He's probably going to end up a first baseman. Yeah. <laughs> and you like, and you're like, did you ever watch him play? Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch him play? I mean, I, I don't know. Anyway, he looks like a third baseman over there. He looks like a third baseman. <laughs> I think he's going to make a good hand for those there Rangers. Uh, this I like this nickname for you. I don't know if you like it or not. Sneaker Daddy. What's the chance we see Bo Blessing? Bo Bussy on the bump again this weekend. I think it's good. I think there's a high probability of that. Okay. Didn't look like uh, he was having any issues yesterday. Again, he missed you know his spot on one pitch, and it went for a wind-aided two-run walk-off home run. But um, you know, looked really good with the first two batters. Missed on a three-two pitch to put a batter on with two outs after mm-hmm. striking out the first two that he faced. He was ninety-six on the gun, which is exactly where we saw him before he left. So, um, didn't look like he was having any discomfort or anything, and 
So I, I would expect we see him back out there. I guess the question to me is, does he stay in the bullpen for a little while and then kind of ease him into getting back into the rotation? Or is he a guy just the rest of the year that you feel like, hey, he's best served coming out of out of the pen for us? I'm, I'm not really sure what the answer is to that. But yeah. I think you're still searching for answers in your starting rotation. Okay. I do. Um, hey. You know, and, and now that you've, it, it appears, added Brendan Gurton to the bullpen, hey, that's another reason why you think, oh, man, you're you're still looking for – it's for Sunday so, now, right? Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Um, Mason Molina didn't throw great on Friday. Trenton Parrish didn't throw great on Saturday. Um, I, again, I'll say this. Um, the the wind was a factor this weekend. I mean, for all pitchers. I mean, mm-hmm. it's one of the reasons that you saw such high-scoring games. Um, just look across the conference. Look at the amount of runs that are being scored. Um I mean, TCU gave up double digits two times to UNC Wilmington. Um, Kansas and Kansas State ended up 21-18 yesterday. It's like a softball score. Yeah. I mean, just slow-pitch softball, not fast-pitch. Yeah. Slow-pitch softball score. Yeah. Um, and look at the Baylor-Texas series. Every one of those was right around, you know, the one game was 10-9, another one's 11-9. Nobody's pitching it real well. It kind of speaks to the fact that I – I think there's some pretty good offenses in this conference, but I don't think there's necessarily great teams in the conference like we've seen in years past. And uh, certainly not great pitching. Yeah, no, don't definitely not. Oklahoma State and West Virginia they played high scoring games as two as, as well this weekend. Um, just re- I think there's really good offenses. I just don't think they're the complete teams that we've seen in the conference in years past. But um, yeah, I thought Jacob Rogers. I thought he looked really good yesterday. He gave up a couple home runs, but I was really impressed with the freshman. Yep. It would be kind of fun to think drive the Oscar Mayer Wiener mobile uh, across the country, going from town to town. I think you should do that. Oh, <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to Coach McCaslin here. <laughs> Jamie's trying to kind of get it, me to do something else. Go to another Oscar team. Mayer Wiener portal. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.